0: There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man, and
1: I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every fucking time. Welcome, everybody, to the Money Time Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hernandez, and with me today is the one and only, if you don't know him, you need to know him. If you ain't following him, you need to follow him. It's the one and only Nick Ramirez, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. What's going on? What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? So if you guys don't know, Nick and I are business partners in the uh, wholesale and uh, fix and flip company, which is cool. But uh, Nick, for people who have no idea who you are, Mm -hmm. who is Nick Ramirez? Where are you from? It's a loaded question. What do you do? I love that loaded question. Well, first off, thanks for having me on again. Let's go. This is your first time actually like on the... Actual podcast podcast. Because the first one yeah. we did yeah. made it to the roundtable, but it never made it to... Those were all mock trials. Those were all mock trials. Oh,
0: yeah, that's you right. You do not even
1: see the mock trials, huh? I think it was the very first one, right? We did, and then... Yeah, and, but we never uploaded it to Money Time. No. Nope. Because oh. it wasn't it wasn't uh, an in-depth interview. Yeah, this time Today the is. There we go. All right.
0: Sweet. All right, well, that's a great loaded question about who I am. Who is Nick Ramirez? Who is Nicholas Adam Ramirez? Well, I'm 27 years old. Born and raised here in Orange County, Mission Viejo, California. Uh, as far as me growing up, my childhood, you know, nothing special about it. I mean, I was a normal kid growing up, had a great, you know, parents, loving, caring, you know, grew up in a Christian household. I uh, was a sports junkie. I feel like that was kind of the biggest thing to my development was just playing a bunch of sports, and they got me into that, and I felt like that was a big skill set. And for them, they're very strict, disciplined parents, and so... That was probably the most important thing of my childhood growing up and going to private school, learning more about who I was as an individual. But as soon as 2008 came, that was kind of like the first kind of turbulence that kind of happened in our family. A lot of that came in with my parents going through divorce and a lot of people that have gone through that, especially during that time with the market crashing, businesses going away, the economy kind of crashing. That's kind of when my story kind of began with my parents of them going through that and seeing that from a 13-year-old perspective was pretty tough because I'd hear a lot of the conversations, I'd hear behind closed doors, I'd be kind of not being nosy, but also understanding, all right, something, the dynamics off in our family, you can feel the energy shifting big time. And as a 13-year-old kid, you're not privy, you're not naive, but you have some sort of an idea when the family splits. And so that's truly kind of where like my journey started of realizing, all right, I'm not in this bubble household. I'm not in this Christian backed family. It seems completely separated. Like I've hit rock bottom. And I'm also, what, I'm seventh grade going into eighth grade when this happened, right. not understanding fully what's happening, but I have the idea. And so going through that trial and that tribulation was very tough, you know. But leading up until the time, you know, I understood that I had my dad, I had my brother, and I had my sister, and, you know, she was 15. He was eight or five years old at that time. And going through it was a struggle. But, you know, at the end of the day, I understood that uh, we all loved each other and it moved on to something bigger and better. And so as my time went on through high school, played sports. And I always had this big dream, too. I had a big dream that I wanted to run track in college. I wanted to play some sort of sport. But I knew that when I got my offers and I got my scholarships opportunity to go do that, the grades weren't there. And so when I graduated high school, now becoming 18 years old, Um, I spent two and a half years going to Orange Coast College and that will lead into a story later too where everything came full circle with where I live today and how that kind of came from there. And so, running track there for about a year, realizing it's not what I wanted, but it was a dream of mine to commit and actually fulfill, which was awesome. But knowing that was the best two and a half years of my life that I ever created, because I got to know what 19-year-old Nick and 20-year-old Nick was actually growing up to become, and going through all these classes, getting out of my comfort zone, and realizing I'm not the Mission Viejo kid. I'm not the kid that grew up in this Orange County bubble. For sure. But he's literally getting out, living in Costa Mesa, driving every single day to and from school, but also getting a job at the same time. So right. while I'm going to school, I'm also working because I was like, I want to make money and I want to kind of live this life that I'm hoping to actually live and fulfill. And I ended up getting a job at Chick-fil-A, worked there for about a year. And then when I saw an opportunity to get in real estate through my dad's friend, that's when truly the real estate journey started. And that was probably around 2016. So I got my license that year, and then I got hired by a lending company to cold call to you know, uh, pretty much be in a call center all day, like eight hours a day. Pretty much what we do is just cold call for leads, for uh, seller refinances, for purchases, for referrals, anything of that nature. I would just send it over to our lenders. And so within eight months of doing that, um, the owner of the company brought me in the room, which is really cool. It's how I met my first broker and the first team I ended up working for. Oh, cool. Uh, which is Drew. Shout right. out Drew Dunn. He's a, a developer out here in L.A. And um, they brought me in. They said, hey, we think you'd be a good fit for someone that we know that's right around the corner. Because that was in Aliso Viejo. And he was in Newport Beach. So, I mean, just off the 73 toll road. Right. He's like, this could be an opportunity for you to learn more about the development side. Because you said you want to learn more about investments and flipping. And I said, absolutely. He goes, well, that's what he does. He flips homes. He, they develop. His dad's been an owner builder for about 30 plus years. So, you have a lot of experience behind them. Right. To not only learn more about the business, but also just get into real estate. Because you seem like you have a knack for it, for selling. And I'm like, I think I do. I think the opportunity is 100% there. I just really want to figure out what I want to do. Because I'm still in school. Right. And I fulfilled that promise to my parents that I'm going to finish and follow through with my word, get my mm-hmm. degree. Even though it wasn't my dream, it was more their dream and their goal for their son. For sure. I knew I could not back out of what I was going to do at the end of the day. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing too.
1: In high school, were you like an A student, B student, C student?
0: I was a C and D student. I was just I was.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I always say, I always tell like Kyla. I'm always talking to come I'm like, you know, I'm not the smartest person ever. She goes, Why do you say that about yourself? And she says. Yeah. And, and I say, because I feel like I don't really put in the, enough effort or sometimes I just wasn't really putting myself out there. She goes, it's not that. I just think you just, you are smart. You are an intelligent person. Right. You just don't want to put in the actual effort or work when it came to school, when right. it came to real estate or it came to anything else, you're all in. Yeah. So it's really yes. what you put your focus
1: to. Yeah. Selective. For e- sure.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so, no, I mean, in high school, that, that was kind of like my whole downfall. But when it came to college, like it was different. Yeah. I knew I had to graduate to get that degree. And so, yeah, it, was, it became from a C, D student to an A and B student.
1: Are oh, you were getting A's and B's in
0: college? 100%. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, I was honors program every quarter or every oh, wow. semester from OCC to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, crazy. And so for those two and a half years, got my A real quick and then transferred over to Cal State Fullerton. And by then, we're talking 2018 okay. or so. But let me backtrack a little bit now. So when I got hired by Drew... That's when, like, the journey really started.
1: That's when you really started to uh, dive into deals, real estate.
0: Getting into real estate, because yeah. he ran, like, a one-stop shop for developments. We did loan modifications. We did probate, short sales, bank negotiations. Uh, we but did they, were, they were buying the deals
1: or actually tra- or doing transactions, like But They were actually deals. buying the
0: deals. So, like, okay. we would actually cold call, like, in South LA. So, we'd find those development deals that would fit for their zoning, for right. what they were to build on. If things didn't work out, if they couldn't buy it, then we'd either list them, and he'd do some wholesaling, which I, at the time, didn't know, because this was 2016. Right. Even though wholesaling's been a thing for the last 50 years or whatever, right. you know, for a long time, I had no idea what he was doing. I was just making a small commission fee off it. Most and definitely. so if deals right. made sense for him, he'd either flip it or develop on it. But a lot of these were pre-foreclosures. So we'd actually go in with them and have what's called the help program. So we go in and offer them different services to help them save, do loan modification, sell their home, or work with the bank to try and negotiate something to save the home at the end of the day. right? So that was a cool thing that I got to learn in the beginning, because most people go into real estate learning the Mike Ferry and the Tom Ferry stuff about how to sell and buy residential property and work with clients. I was doing the complete opposite. I was doing more investment side, investment side yeah. more helping sellers kind of, you know, save their home, going through short sales, learning that whole process, which I think was really cool. It was a cool skill. I mean, I, you know, not, what? 19 20 years old right really wet behind the ears not really understanding more of the business but just learning the skill set learning how to communicate with the sellers and so that was a big thing for those first two years that i think catapulted my business to where i was at today
1: right i love that and so you're with drew how long were you with drew for uh two years so from
0: 2016 to 2018
1: yeah and i remember when we were everyone was doing the uh Help you through a pre foreclosure, and then if it didn't work, they would buy it or list it, or yeah. So they they ran their own uh, real estate shop, also. Exactly. Yep. So he'd have his development side, and then he had the retail side. So he did that for three years. About two years. Two years. Two years, exactly. And you're in college. You started off. When did you start with Drew, and when did you start college? Was that about the same time, or you were at Chick-fil-A first?
0: The exact same time. So once I finished Chick-fil-A, and then once I got to the, to the lending side, and then he they hired me from that lending company. They're called Lend Plus. They were out in Aliso Viejo. Not okay. sure if they're there anymore. But that's where we got connected on the referral base. And then from the time, year of 2016 to 2018, That's when I was with him, learning all this stuff. Still going to school, though. So my schedule, that was the biggest thing I had in my mind was I'm still at OCC. I'm making my transfer over to Fullerton. By the end of 2018 year, actually the springtime, I knew my Tuesdays and Thursdays were always in school. 8 to 3, every single Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'd be in the office, cold calling, getting deals, because I had no other sorts of income. Right. Even though I was living at home, I still felt like my back was against the wall because I had to make some sort of money. I still mm. wanted to create some sort of opportunity for myself mm. and also learning the business too because I was right. literally being a sponge for everything. Anything I wanted to learn, I made sure I could be there for those days and times because I just did not want to miss it. Right. However, I had the worst morning routine. Right i didn't have nothing i because i knew just to get up (laughs) at seven six o'clock drive to costa mesa come back home get on the phones go to the gym do what i had to do but like until i met you and we'll get to that later i did not have no morning routine I didn't do affirmations. I didn't have any some sort of drive. I just think it was just instilled in me. Yeah. That
1: was probably the biggest thing that I had as a kid growing up too. Right. Was it money for you? Because like I know a lot of, you know, 19, I mean I remember being 19 or 20 and a lot of 19, 20 year olds watch this. And it, I mean, for them, for you, was it more of a money thing on why you were like, dude, I need even though I can live at home and be comfortable, I still feel like my back's against the wall. So is it because you wanted more money or what 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 was it? A, uh, Is it a lifestyle? I, it was, I think it was a mix of both. Like, I knew where I had grown up.
0: Like, I can be honest here for people that grew up in Orange County, you have money. Yeah. But I saw it sure. from my parents' side that they lost everything. They yeah. literally, my dad lost his home, went through short sale, foreclosure, owed millions of dollars to the IRS. Like, that was just something I could not put myself in one day. And so I felt like that was kind of like my thing to not do. It was like to do the exact opposite. For sure. So I think a drive for earning money and also creating this lifestyle because I do have to give a shout out to my stepdad. Everyone in my family has supported and loved me from day one. And he's built his uh, practice because he's he's a doctor. And he's built his practice for the last 40 something years. And I think I got a lot of that entrepreneurial mindset, a lot of the... Um, he, he was actually, he gave me a whole set of the Robert Kiyosaki book. So he did, he gave me rich dad, poor dad when I was like 15 and I still have the purple books to this day at my mom's house too. So I think a lot of that driving force was just knowing that you're not gonna give up on your dreams. And I saw where he came from, literally came from Mexico as an an immigrant came here, not knowing anything, a lick of English. And I think I saw that as an opportunity to build a lifestyle for myself, and good. so knowing, yeah, I lived in Orange County, but I wanted something better and greater for myself. I didn't want to be the one that's just going to sit and wait, hey, mom and dad, just give me money. I'll take care of this, blah, blah, blah. I right. really wanted to create my own, like, Ramirez, Nick Ramirez, like, generation.
1: Yeah, good. I th- and, you know, as you say that, I think it's because you also saw what you didn't want and you saw what you wanted. Yeah. Right? Like, being a aw- well, and then on top of that, you're also very aware, right? Like, awareness yeah. was key right? I think so many kids are so unaware of what's going on, right? Like you were super aware, you got to see what you didn't want, you got to see what you did want, right? And that's why I talk about like, go out and and, and see the world, like, Mm -hmm. go, go to a car dealership, go see what it's like to sit in one of those in in a Ferrari, go go to a yacht dealership, see what it's like to walk onto a yacht, right? Because you now you start Mm -hmm. to mentally see things that you've never saw before. And now you know what to go after what you don't want what you do want. Yep. So as as much as in that moment of you, you know, shoot parents getting divorced short sailing moving from one house to an apartment mm-hmm. right and I, and I know a lot of the audience that you know i'm sure you guys went through this too you know most of you guys being our age who watch this you experienced the downfall either you were going through the downfall as a parent or as an adult or you were a kid going through the downfall which was 2007 2008 mm-hmm. and so many people related differently with that right yep. where you took that as a like hey now i know what i don't want Right. Where's where's where so many people took the victim mentality side of it Poor me. Right. And that's this this is why I'll forever be in this position. Mm -hmm. Right. Versus no, this is what I want. That's different.
0: I think it scared me, too. I I was fearful about it because I didn't want to be in that position one day to say, all right, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids and then I'm going to spend all this money that I don't have and put myself in a hole that my parents did. And they to this day, they, they still tell me that. Like don't make the same mistakes we did, and, so you, and we know you're not so good because you're smarter than what we did, and we did it all wrong. Yeah, and, and and I'm and they always apologize to this day, like for putting you through that because I wish I was like five and not really understanding like my brother because he has no idea. I always ask him, "Do you remember our fights? Yeah, no, they, remember? Don't,
1: yeah, they, they don't know. remember
0: anything. Me yeah. and my sister do. We remember all the fights. We remember you know cops coming one night, really bad night, and that was a whole pretty you know pretty bad disaster of that going down. Yeah, you know, for with, sure. and and so. I think that fear to this day still drives in me that I don't ever want to go in that position again and see that that pain. Yeah. And that was pretty devastating too. And I think it definitely uh, shaped who we are today though. But I think everything happens for us. And I think yeah. it was the greatest thing that ever happened for our family for sure.
1: That's awesome, dude. Okay. So you withdrew. Explain the uh, journey. You yeah. withdrew for two years. You're in college. Hook back into that.
0: So that was, that was cool years because I was going through college. I'm 19, 20 years old. Got my license, really new, and and so people understand, when you get a deal in real estate, don't expect to get in the first 30 days. Don't expect to get in the first 60 days, 90 days. It took me 11 months to get my first deal. It was a probate (laughs) deal. 904 Cerritos Avenue, Long Beach, California. Look up the address, 90803. I will never forget that address because that was the very first deal, 11 months. That's awesome and we helped the seller. I remember they they netted $75,000 as a probate deal. Sweetest family ever. Met with them multiple times in person. And I remember they're like, are you ever gonna talk? Cause it's, it's me and Drew and, and one of our other guys, like one of our acquisition guys sitting there. And I'm like, honestly, I've been doing this for like two months. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. This was like our very first like meeting and stuff. And so it was cool for me to see it live in action for and sure. seeing how like Drew was in the action, asking questions like really just kind of just getting under the situation because it was pretty pretty interesting situation that they had right. and so we were able to help them and so 11 months later got that deal done and then from there that's when it kind of starts to catapult I got right. four deals closed by the end of that year because after that deal closed I believe it was August of 2017 hmm. and then four or five months later closed a couple more deals and that year I think I made like eighty thousand dollars so I'm like all right I'm you know 18 19 years old I I made 80,000, almost six figures. Right. Like, I can do this. For sure. You know, I'm driving my Ford Fusion. That's the best. I'm like, <laughs> I need to get a car. I need to go get get a new car. And then realizing I owe like 25 grand in taxes. And For I only sure. have like maybe 50 grand in the bank or something at that time. And so I'm like, damn, all that just goes down slash right. in half.
1: So 11 months to get your first deal. Yeah. So most, most real estate agents get in or, you know, agents, wholesalers, flippers get into the business entrepreneurs as they'll call them, right? And they expect to do their first deal in like the first week, right? Yep. And you always know the ones that are gonna last, the <laughs> ones that you, that go past like six months with no deal, seven months, no deal, and they keep going eight months, nine months, to 11 yep. months. Those are the yep. ones that I've noticed that actually last in the industry. Everybody. The ones that, that give, well, majority of them give up, right? They yep. go they go month three, month four, month five, and they're like, screw this, I can't do this. Exactly. Because right? they're looking for that instant that, that instant paycheck. They and think it's And that's not easy. what this is about.
0: No, it's not yeah. at all. Well,
1: it, it makes it look easy on Instagram it and HGTV. Does. It makes it look really easy until you yeah. get in it to realize, I got to do what for how long? For when, what? And typically, an average deal
0: takes, what, 90 days?
1: Yeah, well, from start to finish, finish, yeah.
0: 90 days. So for someone to wait 11 months and I had no money in the bank... Yes, I was living at home, but that's not the disclaimer. The disclaimer is right. you're putting in the work exactly. and I was going to school every single day. Yeah, which is awesome. I was the person, even till I graduated at Cal State Fullerton to get my degree, now my A, my actual degree in business, I was leaving my college classes. I'd leave my classes, I'd leave my tests, and I'd call you, or at that time, I'd call you, we need to close this deal, or have an escrow that's calling me, I need to get this deal sold, escrow's calling sellers, something. Whatever right. the situation was, I was that committed. And so I feel like when you have that commitment behind it,
1: sure,
0: it makes it that much more sweeter. And then it does drive into the fact that it's something in you. It's like a drive or the heart, the desire to like you. You really want this, right? But how bad do you want it? Are you gonna wait eleven months or are you gonna quit after thirty days? Right. And so many people don't see it through. Yeah. And so thank God I had the support, I had the love. And at that time I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should go back to Chick Fil A, Mom. Like maybe it's just not a. Uh, like a good fit for me. She goes, you're not losing any time by going to school, or going back to work. Just keep doing it. I promise you're gonna get this deal closed, and more gonna come from it. Like just stay the course. For you're sure. not losing any time on it. And lo and behold, it's sold. And I'll we'll post a picture on here because I have my first picture, my first check. I made ten thousand dollars. That was awesome. I was I was sitting down. I took a picture. I had to capture this moment. This is like a 19 year old kid, Nick, not understanding <laughs> anything knowing he made ten thousand dollars and that changed my entire life
1: oh yeah that that one check it's game over it's gay it felt so good i
0: was like oh my bank account too i'm like i got money
1: now you're going to school and you're doing this so for those of you that are watching you don't have to wait till you finish school to dive in right so what's your advice for people that are going to college right but they they know that they want to get into real estate right but in their mind they don't think they have enough time
0: it's uh, it's a limiting belief. We all have 24 hours in a day. You ask Jeff Bezos, you have Elon Musk. They're running multiple companies yet. They can still earn all this money and change lives within 24 hours. So you have the exact time. There's no excuse that you can't wake up at five in the morning, go to the gym from five 30 to six 30. Your first class is at eight. You're done by 12. Doesn't mean you can't hit an afternoon and an evening session on the call on, on cold calling or yeah. door knocking. It's, how bad you want it at the end of the day. If you're willing to go out and work for that opportunity, you're gonna make it work.
1: Most definitely. And if
0: you have the right mentor in place, so that's probably the next advice I'd say, is get a mentor that believes in you and sees you far bigger than you see yourself. So Because that was the best advice someone gave me, is like when you look at yourself smaller or bigger than you look that other people see for you, yeah. I mean, like the floodgates open because now you start to think bigger, you start to vision bigger, and then guess what? A month later, you have two, three deals in escrow. You're getting A's on your test. You're networking with t- with people and teachers and whatnot. And that's what I did. But my plan of action in college was to get in and out. I was not the one going to frat parties. I truly wasn't making many friends other than just networking and seeing what people were going to do after college. Right. And I tell them, I'm in real estate right now. Like I'm, in, I'm full-time in real estate, 50% of the time. My other half is in school all day long. And so driving that force is, there is no... Excuse if you're trying to do both at the same time because people juggle it all the time You just right. got to figure out how bad do you want it? And so what good. kind of life are you trying to create
1: so good so good
0: so you withdrew what happens Withdrew. two years? Awesome two years of my life going through school uh, The biggest thing was before I wanted to make this change I asked him because where I got to today was by me simply getting uncomfortable and asking like hey is there an opportunity for me to see fit in your development company? Like, do you see me running this one day or being some sort of a high top acquisition manager? And he's flat out said, no, like I just don't see this as a fit. You're more than welcome to be an agent, work for me on your on, on our team, right? but nothing more. And the writing was on the wall and I said, all right, time missed, to make a change then.
1: At least it was honest.
0: It was honest and it yeah. was the hardest day for me to come back because we had just moved offices from Newport Beach to Huntington Beach, he got yeah. a smaller place. And so I came in that Friday and I said, "Hey, like, I'm gonna we're gonna go separate ways now. You know, I think my time's up here. I thank you so much." And uh, I think he respected that big time, right. because uh, most people would just, honestly, put a little note underneath his door or send him a text say hey, "I'm out."
1: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten yeah. a lot of those. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's pretty messed up. People don't have the cojones to go and yeah. say, "Hey, like, my time's up. Things are changing. Yeah. I'm gonna make a change for myself." And so he respected that. And so that was at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. I would say around springtime. So my my end of his time, of our time together. And at that time, I'm still in school. I was a little bit disheartened because I didn't know if I was good enough to even be in the business then. Because I thought I had done pretty well for him in those two years. Just realizing that maybe our differences had to be set aside. Right. And so that was around March of 2018 coming into my, well, let's see. That was five years ago. So I was 20. 21 turning 22 because i remember because that was just before i met you in june which is we're going to get there and uh, we were just leaving for our trip to europe all i had was like two thousand dollars in my account and i remember my mom said let's just go on our trip have a good time like you've done well for yourself like you need to enjoy your time we'll figure out when you get back what we need to do because she's just always been a support system for sure she always put says we us together so which yeah. is totally fine so we came back had a great time And this was around end of April or so when we got back and she said, well, what what are your plans now? Cause you know, you just finished up with OCC. You're making your transfer now over to to Cal State Fullerton. What are your plans? And I said, let's go back to Chick-fil-A, mom. Like, I don't know who's gonna hire me, I don't know. She goes, you just gotta go figure out what you wanna do. I know you wanna do real estate. And so right then and there, that's when we had been following each other. I've been following you. I've been kind of looking at your page and seeing your flip houses, sell houses, post YouTube videos. So I'd watch all your all your YouTube videos in the beginning. And I was like, well, I want to work for Adrian. She goes, reach out to him. I'm like, I don't know how to. She goes, come on, just DM him or find him on Instagram. You can find his number somewhere. Right. And so we'd always DM each other. I'm like, oh, that's a cool flip, man. That's a cool house. You know, super cool what you're doing. You would respond back and like my messages. I respond. You
1: would, you would say, yeah, <laughs> you, you would like it. I don't remember it. any of this. You would, yeah, I gotta look back and find it. You would like it, I'm like,
0: oh, that's cool, man. Thanks for the follow, thanks for the support, I really appreciate it. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, sorry. Screw it, I'm gonna go in and just say, hey.
1: all Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna just say, hey, I wanna work for you, I wanna be high, I, like, how can I have an opportunity, in essence, you know, I'll right. work for free, I'll do whatever you want me to do, just, I wanna learn. This is my situation, I just bought my house in Fontana that I'm gonna flip. And literally, you, uh, you didn't respond like twice. So yeah. you ignored me twice. I'm like, damn, Sounds I right. got to get in front of him somehow. So I Googled I found your email address on Google. I emailed you. And uh, within minutes, you were like, but when can we meet? Yeah. And so two interviews later, you ended up hiring me. And so from that time of June 2018 to that next year was just grind, 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 work, work, work doing whatever I needed to do to earn your trust, respect, to be on your team because you weren't hiring many people on your team.
1: No, it was you'd all hire agents. people
0: exactly. Yeah. You, you have like 30, 40 agents in the office, but not on the Lux Realty Team. Right. And I remember you only had select people and you hired me specifically for the real estate investment. Right. And so my plan was to only find distressed properties, find fixer uppers. And at that time I think we had a common ground because I had just bought my first home in Fontana, which that was the second part of my chapter. I say my chapter two coming off from college, still being in college to buy my first home at 22 years old and then being hired by you. Going through that year was probably the greatest thing ever because when people tell you that you'll do anything for them, that person never forgets that you said that because if they're willing to do everything for you and put in that work, that's where the opportunity starts to open, and that's where the floodgates truly open for me, because a year later, I had lost money on my flip, I lost $10,000, had to pay back my stepdad that owed me (laughs) money, and that was another big learning experience for me, that is just, it was a great thing for me that happened. Finding flips, finding homes, I find you guys probably like 10, 15 homes, and I'm like, all right, we need to get into something that can be an opportunity now, because so many things are out there, and that time was 2019.
1: Was it the year that um, the yeah. office shut down? Was yeah, that it was, was 19, it 19? So, I was flipping with Eddie. You came in. We were having you help us find flips. Yeah. And then a lot of those flips we were passing on. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you saying like, "Dude, we can wholesale these deals. Like, we can make money on yeah. these deals. Like, you know, the deals that we were passing on." I remember evaluating them, and we're like, "Dude, we're passing on a lot of these, right?" Because mm-hmm. at the time we had to have specifics on the houses. Yeah. And um. And, 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 uh, I also remember the, we would get a few in escrow and then also like closing them. Right. So we were yeah. like, shit, where, yeah. where do we go? Right. So then we started to, we did one or two wholesales and that's mm-hmm. when I decided to shut down the office.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, was that summer?
1: I got right back from business mastery. What was this? Wait, did I just come back? Yes. I would talk to Chris Krohn uh-huh. at business mastery. Came back and that's when you hit me with the same idea that I was talking to Chris Crone about. Mm-hmm. And that's when we made and that's when I made the decision to close yep, the office. Exactly. So it was nineteen. So remember, you told me you're like, can we just
0: sell this house to someone? I'm like, I don't know, what do we do? And you are right. like, I think it's called wholesale. And I'm like, All right, well, let me try and find the buyer. And I think I sent it to Josh at New, oh, Le- at New yes. Western. Shout was, out to Josh. Yeah, shout out to Josh, Love dude, you, bro. <laughs> literally, the first guy that literally started teaching me about wholesaling right. before we started getting into it. And I think we made like ten or fifteen grand and we are like, dude, we can we just made fifteen grand like that in the next two weeks. I'm like, yeah, and then yeah. from there, that's when it just became a business. Yep. July of 2019, mm-hmm. and then that's when we got our first deal in Dana Point.
1: That's right, because July <laughs> I closed the office in April. I they I closed the office in April. Yeah. I was already gonna make the decision because that's when that's when it was just going downhill. It was mm-hmm. a there was no it was a plane with no engine. The engine yeah. just idled. It was plane crashing. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> And it, it was it was okay. interesting how the timing worked out too on my end and you and and on your end yeah. right because it was literally we I needed to pivot right you don't yep. and this is for everybody too like a lot of us think when things don't go the way that you want them to and and, and Nick will dive into that too because he had a pretty crazy experience but when you when things don't go the way you thought they would go a lot of people look at that as a, as a disappointment or shoot I got to completely change and it's not a change it's just a pivot. Right? Yeah. You're just pivoting. So we pivoted and then tell them what happened from 2019. Take them on like a quick journey yeah, from yeah, yeah. what happened in the business. But in then 2019 was a big year for you from 2019 to 2020. So yeah. let's talk about that.
0: That was an awesome, I would say, six months because we started in July and we went through pretty much becoming what was the COVID year. Yeah. You oh. know? And oh, so, yeah. Yeah. that's
1: right, perfect home buyer.
0: Yeah, no, the perfect home buyer became a thing, Became it was born. And uh, we were absolutely crushing it. We were closing deals. We were learning about wholesaling. Because we were still really, we had no idea. We were were so naive. Like it was, we were still learning the business. Like I remember, I think we made like a hundred grand in like six months. And then you cut me a check for 50, cut you a check for 50. And we're like, where'd all the money go? (laughs) 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 We have no money for marketing. What are we going to do? We're going into 2020 now, having a crush-filled year. And I remember, because I believe was it end of 2019, Adrian, that we were in Tahoe for New Year's and that's when you got slapped with your lawsuit. Was that the
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I got slapped with my lawsuit in the middle of Was it middle? Um that at the end of that year was the issue I was dealing with with uh, with uh, Arizona.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: was the Arizona situation. There's
0: a lot of crazy things that happened within those six months. Yeah, that was but wild. it was awesome because we were just we were just we were just learning. We were just yeah. having fun. Yeah. And so 2020 came around and we we're like, this is gonna be a
1: kick-ass year like new year new us we went to ohio before we did that we because remember we were doing deals in or we were thinking of doing deals in ohio we did a few deals deals in ohio that's the ohio vlog if you guys check it out on youtube Mm -hmm. but um uh, we did a whole ohio vlog and that was super cool that That was was 2019 because that was before covid that was we, that all summertime. that happened before COVID. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was dealing with Arizona during that time too. I remember, and thank God we yes. didn't buy that fourteen plex. Oh my God! That was in the uh, that was in that war zone yeah. or the demo zone or condemned. It was condemned. Marked it con- was marked condemned. condemned. And Nick wanted me to buy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, we can make money on it.
1: <laughs> brought the whole brought the the whole agent crew out. Met the whole agent crew. The yeah. guys that were gonna fix it up, mm-hmm. dude. I, oh, that would have been so bad, bro. That uh, we so would have been so bad. Out
0: so much money
1: well, but we're s- learning we didn't know anything like yeah. we literally went on tour guys like we didn't know anything and we no. just went on tour we we toured arizona we went to ohio just trying to figure the game we out. we bought homes in texas we bought yep marked texas we had a
0: couple deals in texas and galveston and houston and
1: yeah that's right just trying to figure it out to figure it taking out. shots
0: you know what and it's all about taking shots i feel like if you don't know you don't know yeah. i mean And we still
1: made money on them too, so I
0: mean, you just don't know the opportunities that are out there. Yeah. So going into 2020, that was the that was the start, I believe, of where we got to. We're at today because of literally being in the grind, being in the business. Yeah. So first couple months of 2020 were awesome, and then come, I remember because my friends and I had a big planned birthday in San Diego for because we're like the same week. And I think March 16th, I think was the official day the world like came to a halt, like Mm. the world shut down. And so I knew that plan was over for my birthday. And so it was just like a crummy birthday, but we're like, well, what do we do now? Because we can't go see the homes. We can't go on appointments. We can't be in the office, even though we had no idea what was going on. That was the greatest year because we were all in and I just graduated from Kelsey Fullerton. I was just finishing up and I'm like, mom, honestly, like, I'm doing pretty well, like I got money in the account, like I'm still living at home, like at the time my ex and I were, you know, we're planning on building this future that was supposed to be this awesome future and you know, trying to save money, I had big goals to buy a house now and stuff and she was like, you know, at the end of the day, like just keep doing what you're doing, you know, opportunities are still gonna be there, do not stop, you're a semester away. I remember because I failed two classes, um, and I'm not afraid to say that I failed two of my e classes. I could not pass for yeah, the life of, of my me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> All I needed was these two damn classes to close to get my degree. And I had to retake them both. That's why I had to spend one more semester, the spring semester. My goal was to be done the f- uh, fall, technically, of 2019. But ended up finishing up in spring, which was awesome. A few months early before everybody else. Got my degree in business marketing. And so I knew, boom checked off the list degree. I'm done with school. I can be full-time in real estate. And so right as COVID happened, that's when I also got my degree and we opened up our zoom and every day we're calling, we're texting, we're getting in front of sellers. And that was really what I felt like to be in the grind. Like every day I'd have my schedule, gym, workout, eat, and then be on the phones from eight to 12, have my lunch, two to three follow-ups, and then four to six, be on the phones again, right. six to eight follow-ups, hitting the phones every single day. It'd be myself, you, Ali, um, a few agents in our office at the time that were there. were hellu- A lot of these guys that were, that, that were with us, so to this day, were just in it. And we were in it to win. And I feel like that camaraderie and that environment really helped us propel because that year was the first year we made seven figures. Yeah. And I believe it was because of us really putting in the work and seeing it fit. So I made a post a couple of weeks ago about working on your business versus working in your business. And at that time, it was not knowing about working on it, but working in it and being sure. in it every single day. And there's no excuse. I mean, I'm sure there were people still meeting sellers during COVID. We were doing everything virtually. All in California. I mean, we were probably locking up two, three deals a week at that time. And we were absolutely crushing it because people uh, were fearful. They were scared. They retreated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so I remember that year I told myself I'm going to buy my house because opportunities out there. I have to get into something because I'm starting to build this nest egg. I'm trying to build a future for my, at the time, ex and I to see this through. Right. And uh, by the end of that year, we're going into 2021, because I think 2020 was more just a grind year. I think every year you should have like a theme word or a theme vibe to kind of go through that year, and it was just the grind. It was just a rocket ship going up and propelling. So that year, I spent all year saving money, dreaming about what I wanted to see my future be like. And when 2020 came, or 2021 came, uh, spring, that's when I bought my house in Costa Mesa, and that's when everything really just went from upside down all the way up because... I made it happen. I saw that through, I visioned it, I dreamed it, and exactly like two minutes away from OCC. So who knew the environment you were in two years prior to that at that school to living right down the street in a neighborhood that is just going through this awesome process of growth, interest rates were low, and so a lot of people joke around that I have this liability, but I have this awesome asset at a low interest rate, and I got in, made this house work, and that was a whole process within itself getting that house. Right. But it was just part of the story too. Part of the next chapter is like we're killing it, we're making money, we're flipping houses, and now I get to buy my own house. That I get to remodel.
1: Right. To come
0: to find out, it was just a whole mess within itself.
1: But you have to go through that. For sure, you have to go. And through you got that. you got you got a good deal on your house. You found your house. Yeah. How'd you find your house?
0: Found my house. So you know those sponsored ads on real estate? You know, like the garage sale signs. Yeah. That's how I found it. I called the agent, locked mm-hmm. it up, and uh, sixty days later, I was in it. That's, and, and you got it for a price. Eight eighty five. And then it's worth $1.4. Let's go. As of today. Let's and I put go. in about 80000 into it. Let's
1: go. Yeah. That's what's up. That's yeah. a burr right there. That's a burr all day. So you manifested that house, found yep. the house, mm-hmm. and uh, at that time, explained that story.
0: Yeah, so this, So we're going to get into t- to some fun stuff now. So 2022, 2021 is when I, when I bought my house. I spent about 90 days remodeling it. I moved in September 2021. Like the first week, because my other lease was up in Irvine, and I moved from there into the new house with my ex, and I thought my life was—I thought it was all rainbows and butterflies—and I got money in the account. I just got a new truck that year. Mm -hmm. um, A house out of Mercedes. Live in a nice cookie cutter style neighborhood. Like I felt like this was it. Like, and I and 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 we and we just got a dog. Miss you Harley, love you Harley. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Harley. Shout out to Harley. <laughs> shout out to Barley. She's she's a bossy, but I love that dog. Um, and with my ex and I, everything felt right. And
1: you guys designed the house. We designed
0: the house. We her her parents helped. My parents helped with like little things in the house and remodeling it. And we moved in. Something just wasn't right. I felt something. And We were engaged at the time. Uh, yeah, because we got engaged. Um, Yeah. Like that summer. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we just also got engaged and I thought my life was moving in that direction of getting married because we were planning to get married the following year. And just about a week before my sister's wedding in December of 2021, um, I came home one day and she's sitting there on a, on on our chair in the kitchen and she's crying. And so I go down and, 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 and I sit down I'm like, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? And she goes, No, like I've been feeling like this for quite some time now, and I'm like, Well, what's going on? And uh, she just says, Like, I just fell in love with you. I I can't do this anymore. Um, oh. I'm packing my stuff and I'm leaving. And I said, Wait, just like that, after eight years of being together, I just proposed to you. I just bought this house. I I practically went into debt at the time to buy this house. You know, literally, like, what is going on? Like. In that moment, you don't know like you're feeling because you're just almost like, it's almost like,
1: yeah.
0: you're, you're still, yeah. I, I, I can't, it's hard to understand the feeling, or a lot of people can probably relate to that. You're just like frozen. You're just trying to process what's going on. You know, it like takes, it takes yeah, it's like a movie. It's like, am I dreaming this right now? And I kept thinking to myself, it's a dream. I'm, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna marry you, like we just <laughs> bought our house, like we have Harley here. No, I think in her eyes, it was complete opposite. It was like, wow. she did not want it. She didn't want this life. She didn't want me. Wow. I felt worthless. I felt just... When you feel lower than low, like literally six feet in the dirt, that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, and it's not an exaggeration. It's it's true because I can feel even my gut right now, like I never want to be in that position, never had dreamed of being in a position like that. And the last time I saw someone... Close to me in that position was my dad. Yeah, My dad lost everything. My mom left him, divorced him, didn't wanna go through counseling. Uh, that was my big question to her is, well, why don't let's go through counseling? Do you wanna do that? And she, she said, no, I don't want to. Like, I'm done. And wow. I don't wanna salvage this. I don't wanna save this. Like, it's over. Like, here's the ring. Wow. And um, at, at the end of the day, I will speak my truth. I'm okay saying that the ring that the ring she gave me back was actually like she like broke it like diamonds fell off like it broke. Oh, I didn't know. Like that. it got crushed. I, I ended up that. fixing it. Yeah, oh, it got it got smashed in a closet door with her hand because she closed it. It was very interesting, and I don't I don't mind sharing that because at the end of the day, it I was never wanted. It was just maybe a dream or a facade to her, but to mm-hmm. me, it was real. Mm-hmm. I really wanted something that didn't want me back. Wow! And this whole time, my mom always asked me to this day, she's like, did you ever see the signs? Or were you just trying to hide them? And I told her, yeah, I was for sure hiding them. When I look back and reflect, I saw every red sign that I didn't even, I wanted to avoid. I didn't want to be a part of it. I wanted to. I wanted, didn't want to believe it. Mm. And um, that writing became super true
1: when what, I look what, back on that. What do you mean by that? Cuz a lot of people um, I mean I get it, but for yeah. other people like what do you mean by that and then uh, for advice for people that are seeing that.
0: Yeah. Uh you know, I think cuz our relationship started when we were kids. I was 15 or I was, she was 15, I was 17. Oh, that's right. you guys
1: were in high school. We were
0: high school sweethearts. And so we've been dating the last 8 years and so what happens is is you're still stuck in like the teenage love, mm. the first love type situation there's not really communication, there's not really a level of like, because remember, we go from being kids to going to college, to buying a house, to me building a business, and I felt like I was growing so fast, and I was around people at a a young age that were doing so much more than me, and I was seeing what their life was like, and her was different. She was okay settling here at the bottom and being average, and I think all this overload scared her. And so I think my advice is, to the relationship I am in today with the true love of my life that has changed everything about the perspective that I see in inequality in, in, in women is communication, is being open about everything, being honest. And I think that was the thing that we missed and, I, and that mm. was the, what we lacked. Mm. I didn't see, I saw the writing, I didn't wanna believe it and there were certain things I won't get into on, on this but um, for sure, that I should have just been like, no, this is that I don't deserve that. Yeah. I deserve more. Someone who wants to actually spend time with me mm. and not get away from me. Mm. And I'm like, is it me? Is this something that I'm doing? Because I, am like, I'm doing pretty well. I just bought us a house. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being consistent about who I am as a human being. For sure. But it's sometimes it's just you fall out of love.
1: Yeah. And that's what happened. So were there maybe signs there that you uh, chose to not want to see or, or? Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think Mm -hmm. it was when we got, when we moved into our our lease in in Irvine, Mm -hmm. we were there for for a year. That was when we first moved in together and there was so much that I know now that I missed Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I would have not proposed. I would have not bought that house. Mm -hmm. And I remember, thank God, because that's how I know God is real and I look up to him and respect him and know from the bottom of my heart, he was looking out for me. We closed escrow on that house and I remember her and her parents saying like, oh, like Sarah's going on title, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have my, I'm gonna have my boy Anthony do it, he'll, he'll take care of it, it's just simple paperwork. And as the remodel went, as the process went, you forget about that. And I believe to know to this day, <laughs> that was a reason she was not on title of that house because had that happened, it would have been split. Yeah, I don't think I would have had that house or I would have had to buy her out.
1: Yeah, you're right, yeah. I had
0: to give her a couple hundred thousand dollars to say, please let me keep the house because at times I was like, wow, because I put so much hard work, blood, sweat, legit tears into that house, literally, you crazy. know, and on their end, it's like, they could have gone just free money out of me right. and thank God that didn't happen. So things came full circle for me when That's I'm crazy. living in that, like, cause I remember I came here to your, to the office and, you were like, what is like, you got hit by a train. Something happened. Cause I brought my dog in. You're yeah. like, something is going
1: on. Yeah, I knew. Yeah.
0: And I just bawled. And I said, it's over, man. Like my life's over. And I, you, I told you everything. And I'm like, I'm leaving literally in like a day or two to go to Costa Rica. And she does not want to come. My mom paid for everything for her to come. And she's just not having it. She's not coming. And, uh, I remember you just try to enjoy yourself, be out there, be there for your sister. And, uh, to see me go, to see, I'm sure from my mom's perspective, to see her son go through hell and dev, to watch her daughter get married a couple days later, she told me it killed her because I wanted to be there mentally and emotionally, but I was just checked out. I was just trying to get through it. I was doing everything I can to be happy, but I was miserable. And people have to understand that it's okay to go through that. And it's okay to cry, it's okay to be vulnerable. And it was the hardest thing ever because we have a family of 12 people, you know, including my my, my brother-in-law side. Everyone's having the time of their life, but they know Nick's, he's going he's through hurting. it. They knew and they yeah. knew yeah. because yeah. I, we had to tell them, just so you're aware, Nick's going to be, he's going through it. Yeah. You know, and it was just tough because when someone hands you back a precious ring that you put your heart and soul into to not become what it was, at that time, it was devastating. But looking sure. back, it was the biggest blessing of my life. Yeah. I understood yeah. that when someone wants you, they're going to go all in for you. They're going to do everything for you. Yeah. And leading to when I got back, I'm like, I'm going to be single for a while. I'm going to just enjoy Nick. I'm going to get to know Nick more. <laughs> and uh, I remember my, my good friend, my best friend, Aria, he was like, dude, I'm having a birthday. And we got this big mansion in Big Bear, like roll through. And I'm like, Honestly, man, like, I, I, I'm I, good. Like, I appreciate... I appreciate Oh, you being, weren't going like, to go? I was not going to go. Oh, no way. And then, lo and behold, Kyla, my fiance, now, she was not going to go either. Mm-hmm. She, she, same thing, she was going through a breakup at the same time. She had been with someone for 10 years. And I remember, he was like, you'll have a good time, dude. Like, you'll, you'll get to go boarding, get to have drinks, have a good time. Like, you'll meet some, like, some of my, uh, you know, all, all my friends. And uh, they are going to be girls there, too. And I'm like, dude... All right, fine. Like you just never know. Like you just never know of an opportunity. And so I get there, I'm having a good time. I'm we're eating lunch at, at one of the spots at, at um, was it Big Bear? No, 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 It's a Snow Summit. And I'm diagonally across from this girl. I'm like, I know you, I know of you. And like, we're just kind of eyeing each other. And the something in me was like, just go get up and introduce yourself. And I got up and I interviewed, I was like, hi, I'm Nick, nice to meet you. She goes, hi, I'm Kyla, nice to meet you. And I'm like, we just kind of gave a look at each other, you know, and I'm like, Are you gonna be at the house later on? And she goes, Yeah, I am. I'm like, All right, cool, I'll see you there. And she goes, All right, that sounds good, you know. But you knew it was like, All right, I'm gonna talk to you later. Yeah. And so we end up meeting, we end up connecting, and then a week later, uh, we go on our first day, and I'm like, mom, like, I think it's too soon, or what do you think? She goes, if you feel it, like just go all in. Like you just don't know. Like you're single. You've never been single in eight years, you haven't been single at all in your life. Go have fun. What what's it gonna hurt for a date or so? I'm like, that's true. We'll see how it goes. And who knew that from that time of January of 2022 to August of 2023, the last year and a half has been the most amazing, perfect, like, ups and downs, of course, in relationships. For sure. But I wouldn't have it any other way because the person that I am with today, literally, Kyla, has been, like, just... Everything that I knew that I've always wanted and dreamed about and I put on my vision board of who I wanted in a woman and she was fitting exactly every single box and I feel like God knew I was ready for marriage in a relationship And maybe the other person wasn't and that's why he placed me so quick with someone and it wasn't Hey, go date 20 other people and see if you'll find the right one. I just knew instantly it's like you just have that innate feeling that she's the one. Sure. I knew from the day I met her that she was the one. And that's, that's cool, why dude. literally we moved in six months later together. And then a year of us moving, uh, living together turned into me proposing two months ago. So good. And when someone aligns with you with your goals, your values, your dreams, your future and everything, and it just hits perfectly, like... I'm not looking back on that. And I knew in my heart that everything was just syncing up perfectly. And so with that, I mean, I, I could not be more blessed to be where I'm at today personally, because I think that had showed me that all those years leading up and all that hard work was leading to someone like her and to really help me help me grow as well. Because I think it's more than just yourself growing. It's your partner. Yeah, it has to be your partner as well, because they link up with you're with them. Yeah, 24 seven. Yeah. 24/7. yeah. Yeah. She was just every she's just everything to me. That's and so awesome, I'm so man. thankful for her every day.
1: So cool. It's dude. it's amazing. But a what a I mean, <laughs> you know, what, what could be a story that could have went, you know, depressed. I mean, you were depressed, right? Like I yeah. I, re- I remember. I remember you were super depressed, right? Yeah. To see you now so alive, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't look like the same person. Like it's just no. it's so cool to see. I know. Right? They, and yeah. it goes back to the whole quote that we talk about on every single show. Yeah. It's not what's happened. It's Life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. Everything really. happens for you, right? For yeah. that moment to meet Kyla, because yeah. hadn't that not happened, right? Had you not gone through that pain, had you not gone through that, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny. This world is, uh, yes, we have the love, but we can't have love without the pain. And, yeah. and, it, and it's, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. Frank Hart, Frank Hart was talking about this last week on the on the show. Right, um, no. am I hitting that right, Timmy? As he was talking about, there has to be some some pain to the love, right? And we have yeah. to go through that pain to also see what the what the real side of love is. I
0: right? know, and it's, so it's cr- interesting. It's it's very interesting because yeah. I, her mom, and I remember because Kyle, we always talk about it. She, her, and Kyla were all, were talking recently, and she was telling her, she was saying, "It's crazy how Nick found love so fast because." for everything he went through, like, how could he believe in it? Yeah, And when Lisa, her mom, told me that, and I, I was like, you know what, Lisa, you're absolutely right. Like, how could I find love? How could I oh, yeah. believe in it? Because yeah. I was so duped, right. and I was thought I was putting my whole heart and soul out. But it's the person that reciprocates it back, and Kyla reciprocates it and understands it yeah. because she went through the same thing. She went through something very similar with her ex, and I think you understand that, love is more than just a feeling it's 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 a choice you choose to love the person you choose to want to be in the fight with them every day you choose to actually want to live this life and so that that made it so much easier to say that's why i love your daughter because she chooses to be with me she wants it if she didn't want it she would know by now i don't want this for sure versus waiting all this time and wasting each other's time and so that's probably the biggest thing of our relationship of why it's forever. That's how I know because communication and the love and the respect that we build together. And I said that from day one. I said, the person I'm going to marry and be with forever, I have to communicate. I'm going to tell you everything. If I'm being honest and it hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. Right. My last relationships, I did that. Yeah. And where did it get me? It got me to lose 20 pounds and be miserable and desperate you know, at the same time, and literally be so depressed. And I can't be like that ever again. Yeah. And we deserve more than that. For sure. Because it's not just the women feeling it, the men feel it too. Most definitely. Yeah. And, if you, and if you're going to be the big ego guy, drop that. Because we go through some pretty bad heartaches. And you have to, like you said, you, without love, there is there's also pain. You have yeah. to feel both sides of
1: the spectrum. Yeah. So good, dude. So good. Yeah. So, uh, that was a lot. It was good, <laughs> it was good. Yeah. so uh, let's transition back into business so you, yeah. you you have you know obviously you and kyler living together right mm-hmm. you got this beautiful house but what do you do in business so in business so we wholesale
0: properties we fix and flip um i've been taking more of the team lead probably the last i would say six eh, this whole year i would say to be honest uh being more in the trenches with the guys um I'd be more on the backend side, selling deals, building relationships with our investors, really kind of getting these deals sold. But I believe as a leader, I have to be in it on all sides of the spectrum. I gotta be in it with the guys in the trenches on calls with sellers. I have to be able to lead from the front because if I'm not doing it, I'm not the, I'm gonna talk the talk. You're gonna see me walk the walk. You're gonna see me close deals. You're gonna see me connect. You're gonna see me lead from the front doing sales Mm -hmm. meetings, hyping the guys up, making sure that we're doing what worse. But what what we would do is what they would do too. And it's an expectation here. And so at SoCal Buyers, that's when our company became a thing earlier this year is our rebrand name. We believe more than just building this wholesale company, we're a direct sales and marketing company that thrives on opportunity, but also leads in a way where we're serving our clients. We're serving them to the fullest in everything we do, from the department of our transaction coordination, to our acquisition side, to our disposition side, and to our team lead side on on the stuff you don't see on the day-to-day. Because every day we have roles, we have trainings, we have classes, and to be on that and to have that culture has been the biggest thing for us I believe this year is because that is what we've been striving for and what we've always dreamed about and having the right players in the team. For sure. And for us, we've had a lot of back and forth stuff this year with certain individuals. But like I said, everything happens for us and to where we got we're at today is because of us really sticking to what our values and our goals are. And if they don't align, that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine.
1: That's totally fine. Yeah. And, and uh, so Nick does a lot of the dispositions also. And from when we first started, one thing uh, you dove deep in is dispositions. Yeah. So somebody that is looking to grow, a, build a buyer's list, mm-hmm. right? What's your advice on how to build a buyer's list? What's the best way to dispo a deal? Best way to
0: dispo a deal and to find buyers, I would say, is... Um very easy is to see what's sold in the local area just to hit up local investors that have bought properties similar to what you're selling
1: where do you go to do that
0: you can hit up zillow you can go on zillow you can look at sold properties um, the best ways to find agents a lot of agent outreach um, you'd be surprised in the beginning they have the investors ready to go but to build the actual buyer's list, is to go somewhere to see what has sold recently. So if you see fixture properties, you're gonna highlight a specific address, you can put them into a tax realist or a property radar site, and you'll pop up and you'll see an LLC. You know, this is stuff I go over, I have a bunch of videos and courses that I can show for you guys that display all of this and make it super simple.
1: We'll put it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, so finding the property, seeing an LLC, you're gonna skip trace that. You're gonna find who the owner is of that LLC through a certain website
1: so how do they, how do do how do they do that
0: so how they do that is they can go into a place called open corporates okay they'll see an LLC that they type it could be you know ABC Realty LLC and it'll say the name it'll say you know Nick Ramirez and then you're gonna highlight the name you can go into a free people search and you can see where their mailing address is so if it's Mission Viejo so it'll be Nick Ramirez mission Viejo it'll bring up a list of phone numbers this is all free by the way you don't have to pay for any of this this is all free stuff that you can get on Google And from there, you just start cold calling. You do a simple cold call reach out like you are to a seller about selling a home. You're actually calling them about a home that they could be interested in buying. Hey, this is Nick. I work here with SoCal Buyers. We just got a property over here on 123 Banana Street. I see you just bought a property literally right around the corner for about $300,000. We have a very similar home that we're looking to assign. We're wholesaling the property. Is that something you'd be open or interested in?
1: So you, um, so let's give them some steps. Yeah. So number one, you go on Zillow and you find a uh, you find recently sold around it a yep. house that you you recently got under contract. Correct. You take those houses. You then go to like what a property radar site or a prop stream yes. somewhere to get the their first name. Correct. right? Okay, so for somebody who and you can do that on Propstream, you can do that on batch, you Probably can do right that on. on if you have the MLS, right Yes okay so then they'll go to a site like that, get the corporation name if it's under if it's under a corporation Correct. right so a lot of, a lot of you guys wonder how do you look up corporation information right You would take that corporation name and then you'll plug it into where
0: uh, free people search
1: no before that. For the corporation. Oh, to get corporation
0: the, name. So then on OpenCorporates.
1: OpenCorporates.com. Oh, dot com. So you go to OpenCorporates.com, copy and paste the corporation name. And then from there, it's going to give you the owner of the corporation's name. Correct. And then you take the owner. Then you go to Free People Search. And then from Free Free mm-hmm. People Search, that gives you the phone number. From the phone number, you call them. And that's an easy way to build a buyer's Correct. list.
0: And it's one by one. So don't pay for a list. It is a one by one ratio when it comes to dispositions. People think you can pay 300 bucks, a thousand bucks to trade list, trade, uh, or buy cash buyer list. I urge to not do that, or I recommend don't do that. Okay, You can if you want, it builds the list quick, but remember, rela- dispositions is nothing more or nothing less than a relationship. You are building a network of investors, reps, uh hard money lenders, the whole Shazam, like everything. So it's nothing but relationships. And so I think if you focus on building a strong list of credible, highly actual workable investors, Mm -hmm. your deals are automatically sold. And I can say that because we've sold $5 million worth, not like real estate value, like money sold worth of deals. And I can say that with full transparency, like, find all of our HUDs, trust me. Like I know how this game works now. We've been doing it for a while now. That's how the trick is. That's the secret sauce. So if you want to learn to sell deals, it is just like that. And it, there, there's no secret too. Everyone has the same buyers. It's how are you gonna build that relationship? Right. Why do they want to work with Nick? What's, what's the real reason?
1: So I mean and that and that's big that's you know that's just, yeah. that's some good advice. What about buying sites like Investorlift or all of the other uh, you know companies that provide cash buyers?
0: I love Robert, Robert Wensley the owner of Investorlift. I have nothing he's awesome. He's built an an awesome platform. It's an easy but expensive way to post your deals, to have a list of investors ready to go but it's the same thing. Like You're gonna go one by one. It's a little hack because there's certain things in the system where you can plug and play right. type system, but you still have to go one by one. You can't just put them on an automatic mojo dialer on a 3P and just kind of go through the list. You have to go one by one, whether you're calling them or texting them or emailing them. Good. So it's a great source to use. Right. If you have the means and money to do it, by all means go yep. for it because it's a great source um, do we use it? We do, but we're at the point in our company now where if a deal comes into play, call it Fontana, the deal sold. Yeah. I already have like five of my back pocket guys who just trust me enough to buy the deal. They can buy off the photos, they can buy it without just looking at the deal because they just know. Yeah, And remember, that comes from experience and time. So, but for someone in the beginning, you're gonna wanna build some sort of list like that and create and letting them know, hey, I'm in the business just like you are. I'm trying to, you know, network, get to events, get to masterminds, because that's the best way we've sold our deals. We've sold deals live, we've sold deals at events, we've sold deals over the
1: phone.
0: Mm And 99% of the time, guys, we don't see these properties. Yeah. So you save your time on that. So don't be the one to go to drive all the properties. Because I'm not doing that on our disposition side. It's cool to learn. I like to go for fun. I'll go for fun because sometimes I like to see these properties and like to get out in the mix and kind of switch up the environment and the energy. But for the most part i'm we're, we're stuck on the computer all day Huge. making our money
1: for people that are like what the hell is dispositions <laughs> what is dispositions right cuz yeah. uh, and a lot of people of don't know what wholesale is either right yeah, so yeah. just real fast like what's wholesale what's disposition so people that are listening they're wondering what mm-hmm. the chinese was was the last for the <laughs> last minute or two
0: wholesale wholesale is getting a property you're getting a property under market value so just so everyone knows it's off market well, Not always no wholesale yeah kinda. it can kinda be yeah i, I get where you're going i mean with. but for the most part you're getting things at wholesale prices you're getting things a little bit under yeah, the value right. of that what it's what worth is. yeah
1: you're right you're but right. i'm wrong you're right you no know, you know,
0: it's all good yeah. it's nothing more than flipping paper and it's the simplest way you're getting a property with a seller under contract that's step a step b is now trying to find the buyer and you're selling the term you have on your paper. You're just flipping it to the next investor. So example, you get it for $100,000 and you sell it to your investor. You wholesale it or disposition the deal for $110,000. So now that in-between profit you made between $100,000 to one hundred ten dollars is a $10,000 that you take home and the buyer pays the one ten. dollars And you're nothing more than just flipping a piece of paper, a contract, and going to the next deal. It's flip and play. So, play.
1: wholesale is just flipping the paper, flipping the and disposition paper. is finding the buyer to flip that paper to.
0: Correct. That's Easy. it. Easy center You're enough. just
1: disposing the property yeah.
0: literally from point A to point B. Disposition,
1: dispose. Dispose. Super simple.
0: Very. It's so <laughs> simple. And it's an off market, easable, sellable deal.
1: Yes. Anywhere.
0: Anywhere. You can do this anywhere.
1: You could. I love that. People
0: do. I mean, it's not just in real estate. Remember, wholesale is part of every industry in the world. Right. People wholesale a pen.
1: Yeah. A yeah, camera. Yeah. wholesaling's everywhere. It's everywhere. Food, everything. So don't yeah.
0: dis don't, don't discredit wholesaling real estate. Yeah. Because people try and make it a negative connotation. Right. It's all good. Just educate people.
1: Right. Educate these. Yeah. Because people think they're it's illegal. What's your what's what's your take on that? Like wholesaling is illegal, right? You have all these agents that are, you know,
0: is wholesaling like, this pen illegal? I, I didn't realize that Tony Robbins, he marketed this pen. He got it real cheap to sell it to people like us that need a pen, right? That's not illegal. I didn't realize you can get a house under contract legally, letting a seller know what you're doing to market it to your investors to make a profit because we don't work for free. So Tell clear. me how that's illegal. Yeah.
1: What I, would be illegal?
0: What uh, would be illegal is, um, oh well, I, I think we can say this without saying it, don't get a property in a contract and put it on the market and saying you're gonna innovate it and do all this crap where you're gonna make money when you can just be honest with the seller of what you're doing. Because if you do something that is you know, not by the books or way past the line, that's illegal for me. Yeah. And, and, and what you're doing is, um, it's, I don't know if it's considered predatory, almost at this point, because you're taking advantage of these sellers and you're doing mm. something you shouldn't be doing. Right. But wholesaling is 100% legal. Right. You just have to disclose that in your purchase agreement that you're putting down on paper. Right. Because if you have the intention to buy it, make sure that's the intention. But if not, then there's got to be a level of honesty with your seller. And at the end of the day, they don't care. Remember, it's nothing but communication. For sure. They want to get a property sold, but you want to buy it for their price. What's to say I can't make $10,000 more? I'm yeah. going to do it regardless. Right. And they know they're selling it to us for the easy and convenient
1: way. Right. Well, and then what I heard is, What's illegal is when you don't disclose what you're going to do and you lie to them. Right, because we know people that do novations and they do it in the legal way, right? Mm -hmm. But they are disclosing what's going to happen, and that person is signing off on the disclosure of what's about to take place. Yeah. Versus saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do A only for you to turn around and do Z without explaining to them that you're doing Z." That's the that's the problem.
0: Exactly. Right. And
1: and if anything, as this market tightens, I think that's where people are going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble by fully not disclosing what they're really doing and just taking advantage of them. Getting them under contract at a mm-hmm. low price, lying to them and then literally taking advantage of them. That's gonna be the problem. hundred percent. So, dude, I just gotta say, yeah. man, I mean you're what 27 years old? Twenty-seven. That's crazy. You've known me since I
0: was 20,
1: 22. It's crazy. 27 years old. Yeah. Damn, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, I'm super I, I gotta say, dude, I'm uh I'm super proud of you, very inspired about what you've done. You know, obviously we've been on a long journey, right? But just to see everything you've gone through, mm-hmm. right, from um you know, I, I saw you really depressed to see you snapping out of it right to the uh the, the multiple conversations that we've had right from all the way back to the beginning mm-hmm. right um i just want to say dude, i'm super proud of you super excited on where you're going uh super excited to see your family unfold and uh, and your leadership skills dude like Thank you're you. like you're you've grown you guys nick is not uh nick is not an extrovert by nature right nick is not like I'm typically the one that's in the room yelling and screaming, right? And Nick's mm-hmm. just kind of like sitting there, like, right? Mm-hmm. Nick is not one to walk into a room and let people know he's in the room. So for you to be an introvert and for you to still get out of your shell and mm-hmm. do things that's super uncomfortable, like most people don't do. Yeah. And so that's badass, dude. I, I hope that you're proud of yourself. Thank you. No, I am. Well, and I want to say
0: thank you for believing in me not ever giving up on me through everything that I've been through the last five years and what we've been through the last five years and we've had our ups and downs and there's been times, we can be honest where we wanted to shut it down and maybe go separate ways. But I think our personalities fit so well that sky's the fucking limit. Like you're, you're going to see us do some pretty awesome things and things that we have coming up and the opportunities that we vision together. And it's nothing more than a partnership. It's also a brotherhood that we've created Sure. And I think that's probably what makes us so strong two together is that uh, we can flip off the partners to become friends yeah, and talk the shit, have fun, enjoy life. And um, that's, that's what's most important too at the end of the day. And that's what I appreciate most about you. And you've seen that from the time I was 22, now five years later. So I want to thank you for always being there for me for sure. and being that mentor for me and knowing that I look up to you Far bigger because I don't have an older brother, so like yeah. to you, I look up to you as an older brother, and you put me in my place more than I need to be, and that's mm. what I appreciate most. And it helps me grow
1: for sure every day. Yeah. So I appreciate you for that. Thank all you all day, homie. All day for me, dude. I've always wanted to, you know you not that many people put in the effort you put in. Right. And so for me, like I knew the effort I put in and I was always looking for somebody to like, Hey, who can, who can come close to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like who can come close. And every single time, dude, Nick fucking pulls through right. Every single time. So it's cool. there there's been a lot of people I've worked with and you yeah. know, for a lot, a lot of you asked like, how do you find the right partner? Like, dude, like, how'd you find Nick? Like, how do you eventually? And I'm like, dude, we had to go through a lot of freaking people before we found Nick. Like I had to realize like, you're not gonna cut it. you're not gonna cut it. you're not gonna cut it. And then to see Nick like finish class, he would finish class at four o'clock, be in the office at 4.30, thirty to cold call till eight o'clock. like I'm like, that's the that type of shit I would do. like that, that's that that's that warrior spirit that I would do right mm-hmm. and so um people like to and for me like I believe in people that are also that I see a little bit in me and them yeah. right um yeah. before I used to give see too many too many people or too myself and too many people I've had to narrow that down yeah. right cuz that's also a curse too but yeah. I'm just curious so you've yeah. obviously done great but what's next for you
0: <sighs> I I am always adding to my vision board. I'm always adding to like what I want to create, what I want the next 10 years of my life to be like, you know, I have, we have visions of our company to hit a figures in the next 24 months and we're already well on our way to be there as a company. Um, personally for, for my vision for myself is to still build my portfolio. I still want to build my portfolio of houses that I want to buy. I still want to build that as my dream as my goal to have some sort of a nest egg for our kids one day. Um, getting married in a year. We're already planning our wedding. I have big goals for Kyle and I to uh, to see that through, to have an amazing marriage. I think that's the biggest thing too is the personal side because the personal side, it's like my why now. Like At first, I thought I had a why, but then now I have an even bigger why because every day I come home, that's the person that I want to spend my life with and spend my time and talk about my hardships and my good ships with. And so she's just my driving force. And so that is the biggest thing that is like pushing me every day is my vision and my goals and for our company. And, uh, you know, another big thing too is, um, you know, just taking care of our family, you know, taking care of the people around us that have supported us and supported me my whole life. And, um, just building our rock star of our agents and our and our our acquisition guys because we see so much opportunity that I know that there's so much out there. And by being in our room together, like you're not gonna get anyone better than Adrian and I. Like we just put everything on the line for our team. Like we will go tooth and nail. And so big goals for that over the next 24 months, building out our podcast. You were just talking about t- t- that earlier. I think I do have an act for doing that. It's something I'm gonna work on and, and think about really building our disposition course. I've been finishing it, been working on it. I think that's going to be good for everyone to learn more about working with investors, building that network of relationships, and uh, being in these high-class masterminds, too. It's just getting yourself out there more, having fun, just living life. I feel like that's a big thing, too, is living life, enjoying more, and um, seeing that through as well.
1: Right on, dude. Well, I'm pumped, man. It's a pleasure to have you on today's show. If people wanted to follow you, where do they find you?
0: You can find me on Instagram, Ramirez.
1: I love YouTube, it. same thing as well. Nick Ramirez with 2Ks. 2Ks. That's 2Ks. important. Yep. Okay, cool. And then on TikTok, same thing? Same
0: thing. Exact same thing. Right on. Well, yeah. I appreciate
1: you, dog. Appreciate Good you. On today's show. Thank you. You guys, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go follow Nick. And you guys, today was an awesome show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You guys, we'll see you next time on the Money Time Podcast show. Also, this show was brought to you by The Hybrid Investor. If you're a real estate agent, you need some help, you need some coaching, you need some guidance, reach out to me, guys. Send me an email, Adrian at Adrian Hernandez. See you on the next one. Let's go.